Today on the Brunswick Buzz, I'm talking with Bonnie Robbins, Brunswick Junior High School Community Outreach Coordinator slash Athletic Director and School Resource Officer, Greg McCarthy. And we have some friends with us today as well, three students, three eighth grade students, Riley Moody, Tyja Sims, and Henry Putnam. Did I say those names right? Mm -hmm. Pretty good? All right, good to have you all here today, thanks. So today we're gonna to be talking about the Community Outreach Program, and I'm gonna start with uh, the conversation with Ms. Robbins, and if you can give us an overview of the Community Outreach Program, and specifically, you know, how many students you work with, and just maybe an overview of what's happening, what it means, because I think our listeners will be like wondering, what is community outreach? And so I'll, I'll turn it over to you. Absolutely, thank you so much. Um, so community outreach at Brunswick Junior High started last year as a brand new program. Um, and we reach every, they rotate through trimesters. And so we get to see every eighth grader throughout the school year and kind of develop this program to really teach kids how to access their community, do some service learning projects, some community uh, service projects, and teach kids kind of the basic life skills of how to write a professional email or a professional business letter, how to make a phone call and have a conversation, which is really cool to watch them make, have conversations and then they get the answer yes and we're super excited because most kids are texting not able to have right. don't have phone conversations we reach out to communities we set up meetings and the community of brunswick has been phenomenal in really working with us on an array of different projects so when we start class we do team building we talk about how to work in a team and what that looks like and we do a lot of different team building activities and then we move into what is a community um, and we work in groups and like what kind of community we would live in and we create posters and what's important to us do we want water? Do we want <coughs> ski areas? Do we want a lot of housing? Do we not want a lot of housing? So they create their posters on what their perfect community is. And then from there, we talk about what's really important to you. If you could do a project, what would that look like? It's so on over, well over 25, 30 different projects and reached out to the community. It's just been, we've been accepted really, really well to this community and they've been really helpful to the number of community partnerships that we can that I'll reach out to and talk about so a little bit about where Perfect. We're at. so Bonnie just just briefly can you just tell me you know your story I know you you second year in Brunswick yep yeah and you came from Poland Regional High School uh, Whittier Middle School, Whittier Middle school. Yep. and just give a background of that uh, your prior experience because I think it would help set the stage for you know why this is so successful yeah Absolutely. So I um, started my career over 20 years ago as a, as a teacher and then rolled into the um, jobs as counselor for over 15 years at Whittier Middle School, well, Poland Community School and Whittier Middle School in Poland. Uh, very involved in at the national level, the state level, did a lot of presentations and just worked a lot with different groups, um, did a lot of team building, did a lot of presentations with different groups and worked with a lot of people on how to, what leadership's like and how to kind of access your community and work together. So when this position came up, my own two children graduated from Poland High School two years ago, and uh, one of my kids was like, because we're going home. And I was like, well, I was there before you were born. I think I can survive. But this job kind of fell into my lap. Um, I coached for a long time at Poland. Um, so the athletics appeased me, but the beach was blended perfectly with my job description. That's awesome. All right, so Greg, I'm gonna go to you, and I think, uh, it, again, it would be great for you to uh, set the stage, because I don't think, when some people think of school resource officers, I'll, I'll be blind, I, you know, like Bonnie, I've been in the field for a long, long time, and 
I've seen the position change from early 2000s to what it is today. So will you talk about like how you integrate yourself into this um, community engagement partnerships and community uh, you know, in outreach yeah, with students? Sure. The only reason I'm in this class is because of Bonnie. She told me in the beginning of, see I came here January last year. That was my first year. And she said, I teach community outreach. I'd love to have you there. And I was like, all right. Hard to say no to Bonnie, right? right? Absolutely. And so, um, no, I just, I've been learning a lot from her. And it's cool to inter interact with the kids in a different way than just being a police officer. Yeah. You know, so I come to the class. Uh, we have this class every day, two hours a day. Um, so I get to meet with four different groups of clips. Four different yeah. groups of kids. Okay. So they, because they rotate um, yeah. every other day, they have new rotations. So that gives you a real uh, an opportunity to, to meet all students. And not even just like, hi, how you doing? But like, I get to know some of these kids on a good level, just where I can get to know them as people. Yeah. You know, their strengths, their weaknesses, and try to help them on those, on that path of trying to develop those weaknesses into strengths. You know, we we really enjoy like I'm, we'll, we'll talk a little bit later with with Henry's project. We we worked. <laughs> pretty closely to, to build a, a nice recreation device for, for recess out in, in the in the yard. So, you know, that's something that they designed. They, they did it all themselves. And then I just kind of like helped them along the way just putting it together. Awesome. But um, and I thank you, Bonnie, for, for getting me involved. So. I thank you for helping yeah. me that's out. That's a perfect segue to the students, I think, at this point. So what, what do you, I'm going to just kind of just start off a little kind of like, what is it that you like most about this program? I'm Henry Putnam. And I would probably say the thing I like most about community outreach would probably be not often do students get to communicate and interact with people or adults, people outside of school or, and good that, yeah, they're community reaching out for the community. Yeah. Um, Tyja Sims, eighth grade community outreach class. Stuff I like about it really is how like, you could be more social out there and yep. um, how you can mainly get out your comfort zone and learn how to reach out more. Tell me what you like about it. I like that you can be like independent and you can do stuff that you enjoy and like because you don't always get to do that in other classes. Yep. So it really gives you a good opportunity to like, do stuff that you really like. Awesome. Great. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. All right, Ms. Robbins, we'll go to you. And you want to talk about first kind of, you know, how you engage the community or how you want to talk about projects. Tell me what you want to start off. a little bit about our projects and off. how we get to the community. And then I'll let the kids talk about their specific projects. And then I can lead in a little bit more about some of the things we've done over the last few years. Awesome. But really what we do after we kind of create our communities is we talk really about what is your interest. We encourage kids to work in groups. They don't have to, but we encourage kids to work together, even if it's with someone that you're not really friends with or, or familiar with. And they kind of decide, we spend a lot of time thinking about what, if you could do anything, what would you do? And so we've had kids go like huge, like go really big in projects they never thought would finish that came to fruition. And we've had projects that didn't, but they, through the learning process, they were able to still try and see where they can get and we you know they get a no that's okay and they would tweak their project and eventually find a project that they were interested in um, so with that when they choose a project we brainstorm we watch a video on the community there's a couple different videos out there on community partnerships and we look at the town of brunswick and we're like all right who can we reach out to who do we want to talk to so with that and, and these folks will share with you who they reached out to but the kids have chosen who they reach out to to do the research. They figure out who the contact is, who they need to write a letter or make a phone call to. 
practice those phone scripts. And again, the town of Brunswick has been amazing. So some of the projects over the last few years we've done, we had a group that wanted to build a picnic table and they reached out to Hancock Lumber who donated mm-hmm. the material and they built it and they donated it to the town of Brunswick Town Hall. So you can go have lunch there at our picnic table. We had a group do a soccer kick wall that Hancock Lumber donated to and that's out in our motor break area. We've done bake sales. We've done a lot of cooking. I've learned how to cook a lot of different things. Um, a lot of bake sales to different fundraising activities. We put on a food drive just recently for Tedford Housing and MCHPP. And the students wanted a competition, so they reached out to Domino's, who donated some pizza, and we raised over 1,400 different items that we donated. Um, even down to like basketball tournaments and staff versus student basketball tournaments, a three on three tournament. And do, do your students typically, and you said this, but I want to just, do they typically work individually or as a group or, or is it just all the above? Um, I would say 95% have worked in a group. I think almost everyone has worked in a group. We've had maybe one or two that worked on something individual okay. just because they, they had maybe more of a plan where it was long term. Yep. But even those children that are uncomfortable work in a group and at the end they say it wasn't that bad or I teach them. Greg is so good about yeah. out of your comfort zone, out of your comfort zone. Yes. So for yeah. the most part they all How many students are in a typical class during the day, like of your sections? How many students like are 15, in? 15, around 15. Okay, so the number's a good size and the two of you are in that. Okay. So you see four classes a trimester. Are we ready to kind of go to one of you and talk about your, your project? Who wants to start? I'm back, Tyja Sims, about my project. Um, I worked on kind of um, getting vending machines in the school. We reached out to f- um, a couple of them, or yeah, four of them. We gave them, sent an email. Okay. We were deciding to do, choose between those four, one that we decided to do, and we did choose that one. We, and then we finally got the contract, and I made, we made the principal sign, not make. Yeah. <laughs> choose the responsible one to sign the contract for you guys. And why, why did you want the, the uh, vending machines? Like, what was the, what, what was the behind that? I was kind of hoping for it when I was in sixth grade. I just kind of hoped that it would show it's up. It's for students or for staff or anybody. Is that right? The vending um, machine? Yeah. And, and how did you decide? I'm assuming, you know, how did you decide what's going to be in there? I kind of talked about it over email and meet in person yep. about it with uh, Mr. Smith. He's the facilities nutrition director, right? Yep, Mr. Smith. About that stuff, and then we got to meet with the head custodian to where to put the vending machines and stuff. Yeah, to make sure that it was in a place that's appropriate and not in the yeah. way or something like that. Yep. Yeah, maybe stuff in the way. Like if there were ever a fire, yep. to keep that place um, a place where people can get hurt. Yeah. I was glad to learn, learn how to be more out there and like get out my comfort zone and stuff. Just to try something different. Yeah, take right. a risk. So tell me, like, where's the vending machine? Like, where is it placed? Um, I think we had one placed over like under the stairs of it or yep. whatever um we had that one placement i don't think i can really remember the other yeah. one but you have two is that right yeah we have two exactly one, thought. Um, snack um vending machine and another as a drink where's this is one of those questions where i wish i had known the answer before i say this as superintendent so but where does the fund where do the funds go so you're i'm I assuming mean, you're raising some money and where does that go so one thing about the stuff i don't know how we were going to go mainly for prices and um, how much they were. Surprisingly, it didn't cost any money. Okay. So all that, all the stuff that went into the vending machine goes to them for a couple of years, maybe. Mm-hmm. And then um, they, they will start to get the, um, on the money from, like, not all of it, but... A portion of it? Portion yeah. Of it, yeah. Okay. Um, 
And is there healthy stuff in the vending machine? Yeah, definitely. Um, they know how to follow the school um, uh, nutrition, nutrition rules. Nutrition rules are okay, right. cool. So like, not, like not peanuts or whatever. No, I mean certain, certain things. Certain yeah. things or whatever. No. Okay. okay. I, I can't really specify it, but the vending machine companies know like the school policies yes. about it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's really cool. You were supposed to tell him it's coming out of the school's budget. <laughs> That's, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's why I didn't want to ask that question. I'm like, wait, where is it coming Just from? Kidding. Where's the money going to that we no, and Taja had a He had a really no, good... Her money. It was a tough project because you worked with another group that was in a different... Oh. So he had to do a lot of coordinating. Back and forth. Okay. And Miss Robbins, I heard you say something about like the funding. Where is it? So the, after we pay back, we will end up getting 20% back. Did you decide where that money is going to go to? So kind of school fundraising and also like people who need it and need or need the money or whatever. Okay. We um, help them out with that stuff. All right, who's next? Henry's going to go? All right, so this is Henry Putnam, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, this is Henry Putnam. And my group, Jameson and John and I, decided to build a Gaga pit. The idea was originally from Mrs. Robbins. I think she mentioned it in the beginning one of the first or second classes, yeah. and we kind of thought about it. We were thinking about doing other projects, but then in the end, it kind of came down to, it was either, I think, the Gaga pit or, like, vending machines or snacks for the school or something like that, and then we decided to go with the Gaga pit. So we sent an email to Hammond Lumber asking, yep, we emailed, and then we called them, and they accepted it and donated lumber for us to build the Gaga pit. And Mr. Steve supplied the equipment and cut cut the boards for us. Mr. Officer Greg. I gotta ask Henry. So, how did you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. you had. Okay, yeah. cool. Oh, that's awesome. Cause I actually love Gaga, and that's why when I saw that, I was like, How did they know that? Cause that's not a it's not a sport you typically see, no. right? No. If you, I'm seeing these other students here going, No, I hadn't heard that before. So, all right, so cool. So you. Not that I get distracted by Gaga, but I thought that was really cool. So you yeah. get you got Hammond to donate. Yeah, and they delivered it. How did you how did you pick like the site? Like how did you work through that process? Well, that must have taken a little bit. Well, yeah, we talked to Miss Catneys about Principal Catneys, okay. Oh yeah, Principal Catneys about locations of other things that they were putting out there, like their swings going up. Yeah. So we kind of had to decide around that. And then we finally decided to put it next to the basketball courts, kind of out of the way of everything. And then I was here yesterday or maybe the day before. Today, no, today's, I was here yesterday. And I looked over there. I was coming out of walking across the parking lot. And it was packed. Yeah. Everybody was playing during the reset. I don't know if that was, a, it wasn't reset break or whatever. But it looks like it's being used a ton. Am, yeah. I, am I right? Yeah, it's yeah. a huge success. A huge success. Mm -hmm. So there's, a specific, there's specific rules around it too. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And you guys, I saw you have that. And how do you... Do you have that posted somewhere so students know? Or um, Well, we have it on laminated and stapled to the side of oh, it. Oh, you do? Okay, cool. Yeah. Oh, you do? Okay, cool. Yeah, and then I think Ms. Robbins sent out an email to all the teachers. I did see that. Yeah, awesome. That's kind of cool because the teachers are in there a lot playing. Oh, and they are? Yeah. 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 They're in there after school like, yeah. too, so it's kind of, it's been a great idea. That's phenomenal. I love this. the vending machines. Very cool. And the Gaga pit, I know there, I mean, there's others that you've done, but I, that's really cool. All right, we're going to go to Riley. Go ahead. Well, I'm Riley, and my group was like um, two other girls, and we were thinking about what we wanted to do and what we liked doing, and we thought about how we could volunteer at a school. 
Mm. And so we talked to Miss Robbins about it. And then we made an email asking the principal of Kate Furbush if we could do that. And once we got it back, we got a bus and like permission from like three or four different people. And then we planned out what days we were going and what times. And we just kind of thought about what we wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And we kind of did it so that we could improve like the social skills of like younger kids. And maybe if they were the kids that like, like if they didn't feel like they fit in. You need some support, some extra. Yep. Okay. So we were like lunch buddies. Okay. Lunch buddies. Okay, cool. buddies so if they needed someone to sit with or anything Mm -hmm. or they just wanted to socialize then they could like sit with us and stuff and it was a really good like experience because all three of us really enjoy like um younger kids Mm -hmm. like very friendly and stuff yeah so yeah. Did they? Did, how many did the students love having you? I can't yeah. imagine it had to be like incredible, right? Yeah. Were you like rock stars kind of? Yeah. Did they latch right on? I bet they did, yes, right? Yes, they did. They did were they? Like, they gave like lots of hugs. Oh, and, yeah. awesome! They're very cute. Yeah. So you did that. How many times did you go and do that? Do that. So so far we've gone two times a week for almost a month. Wow! Really? Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. How long uh, do you go for? So it's like an hour. An hour. And a half. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, great. And all different grades or the same students every time? or, or? Same students and same grade. And okay. we have like a bus planned out and everything. So we just go by ourselves. Which <laughs> what I was talking about was very yeah. independent. Cause, yep. Yeah. So you could, did you reach out to the transportation department to do that? We didn't, but I think Ms. Robinson did. You did. Okay. So that was part of it. But you reached out to the principal. Is that how that? Yeah. To get, go to Cape Furbish and do that? Yeah. Okay. Both principals. Both, okay. Oh, oh, yeah. Miss Catney's here at the junior high. And then Miss um, Young down yeah. there. Yeah. And okay, that's really cool. Yeah. Wow. Any takeaways that you want to share, Miss Robbins? Well, I think from that, there was another group that decided they wanted to jump into Kate Furbish and they went to HBS as well. So oh, really? we had a group that did both, and Riley's group yeah. went to Kate Furbish twice a week, and the other group did HBS and Kate Furbish. So. Wow. So do you know how many total projects have you done? I know I'm putting you on the spot, but roughly, like how many do you think? Um, in the last two years, years yeah. so what do you think, Greg? Um, close to 40. Yeah, 40, 50 projects maybe. Really? Yeah, wow. I'd say five or six per class. Yeah. And the community members, yeah. I mean, you, our listeners can't see, but the list on the board, we have well over 20 different partners. Yeah, I, I think it's, uh, I'm going to just quickly, uh, I know you can't see it. Maybe what I'll do is I'll take a photo and we can figure out when we put that on social media and do that because there's 20 probably something like that, 20 community partners that have obviously donated and been a part of all these projects. And we're just so thankful that the community has like reached back out and has like, has talked to our kids and listened to the kids and it's not us doing the work, it's yeah. the kids making the phone calls and <laughs> like excitement, like somebody said yes or this is gonna work or just when they see their projects come to fruition has been pretty awesome. Like Ty, Ty just said sixth grade, he you know, dreamed up vending machines and I, I say to them all the time, do you ever think you'll do these? because your group they're here yeah i think that's just incredible the what's the word i want to say which is i think one of the things that as a superintendent i don't often get to work with students very often i have a one group of students that i work with 
superintendent student advisory council at the high school. And when you all go to the high school, you should think about joining that. But one of the things that I've been, I've been, we've been really working hard at is, is student engagement, student voice. And I always talk about student voice. And that all three of these are great examples of like you guys, where this whole class is student voice. So you had an idea of going down to Cape Furbish, working with students that maybe needed a little additional social okay. input. You had the idea of vending machines, and you had the Gaga pit. You and your team did, and you know, not only did you have the idea, but then you actually, like, it happened, which to me is just like incredible. I can give you many more examples at the high school where students are doing that as well, the art projects, just on and on. So that's really incredible. What's if we could? We talked about this at the beginning. You know what you liked about it. What's the hardest part? Like what's if you had to put like one thing out there, what's the hardest? You're reaching for the microphone, so tell me what's like what's the most difficult. I feel like the most difficult would probably be like having to send the emails because um, mostly emails are usually kind of like short and stuff. Yeah. What we had to do, we had to like put lines down, kind of like straight paragraphs and stuff, and more like <clears throat> formal. So the writing aspect of that, the business writing aspect. Riley, what's your what's the most difficult for you? What the pr uh, the process was? What's been the most challenging? So for me, what was most difficult was kind of planning everything out, yep. and also thinking about how this is gonna end because it's like for me and my group, it was like a thing that we really look forward to uh, when we know we're going, and we like never really want to leave. Like this yeah. is definitely one of our favorite classes, so it's just a thing that makes us really happy. Yep, but. Yeah, just like planning it out and then knowing that like we're gonna have to end it soon. Yeah. Henry, what's what was the most difficult, the most challenging? Um, I'd say probably at first I thought it was gonna be making the phone call or sending the email. But then honestly, it well after listening to what Officer Greg was telling us with like go past your boundaries and everything, it was pretty easy actually. Really? And honestly, I'd say the most difficult thing about making the Gaga pit was like waiting for the wood to be delivered or... The suspension. The suspension. Yeah. The anticipation. Yeah. Yeah. Any advice for other students that are going to go through this? Um, listen to Officer Greg. He's always right. <laughs> and No pressure there. Yeah, that's good. What about you, uh, uh, Kaj? Kaj, what's your... What, any advice for future students? Um, future students who want to, um, who are going to get in the community outreach, I'd say definitely listen to Officer Greg and um, Miss Robbins. You're going to need it. Um, if, if you ever have like, any problems, you could always reach out to both of them. Yeah. They'll help you out. Um, definitely take it seriously. Okay. Um, missing a couple projects will probably end up making you fail because it's, it's kind of hard or whatever. That's good. Yeah, good. Riley, what about you? What's been the, what's the advice you have for a future student? So my advice would be like do what you want and like don't oh. feel pressured to like do anything else. Yep. And I love that. Just pause there for a second and do what you really want. That's yeah. cool. And with the other two, I'd agree is like listen to. <laughs> them. Listen to that. They know their, their advice. Their yeah, advice. It really helps. Well, that is that's great to hear. Well, this, uh, we were talking at the beginning of this. This is the first time we've had students on the Brunswick Buzz, and I just want to thank you, uh, all three of you, for doing a phenomenal job, being so well-spoken and uh, articulate. I uh, really appreciate it. Uh, Mr. McCarthy and Ms. Robbins, anything you, you want to add? I think that it, 
just for me, it's, it's very fun to see the progression of the students from the beginning of the semester, the trimester, to the end of the trimester. These three right here in front of us, they've, they've grown so much mm. in the past, you know, eight, 12, 12 weeks since the beginning of the year. And uh, they're just going to be able to take that, what they learned, and put it in their toolbox and use it as they progress through school. I love it. Love it. Yeah, and I'd agree with that. And we, we have two pieces of um, work that they do in class. It's a project action sheet. Basically, they work on all trimester, what their project is, who they need help from, who are they going to reach out to, so it's very guided. But at the end of the trimester, we do a reflection sheet. Um, and we push them, like, think back to where you started when you first walked back. What, and they're like, oh, we didn't learn anything. Think about what you learned. By the end of the reflection sheet, really, like, explaining them, like, oh, yeah. And you can see the, like, light bulb. Growth, yeah. So, um, and the last thing I want to say is I just need to give a shout-out to the school department and the bus garage, who has been amazing with bus, um, our custodial department, you know, our administration, and just all the community partners. I just can't thank them enough for, like, taking us on and helping us out. That's awesome. Thank you. Hey, thank you for listening to The Brunswick Buzz. The Brunswick Buzz is available wherever you find your podcast.